0: Hello, hi John. Oh, hello Merlin. How's it going, Merlin? John. You're just, you
1: just John. You're just John, right?
0: Just John. Uh, just John. That's right. No artificial ingredients. <laughs> no. No preservatives. No. Uh, no bovines. Uh, oh, hormones. Oh, really? None at all. None. Huh? Huh? Did you
1: ever? Did you ever uh, have concerns about? Uh, well, I don't want to call it a diminutive. You're a big guy. Did it ever bother you that you were uh, not a Jonathan?
0: No, 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 no. Jonathans are other. They're <laughs> com- completely other. And, you know, I don't I don't know a single Jonathan that really prefers to be called John.
1: Oh, God. You know, you had a guy in your band uh, called Jonathan. And I yep. think if we put you guys next to each other, I don't think that's going to be a difficult Pepsi challenge for most people.
0: But, you know, Jon Stewart is a Jonathan, not a John. The, the TV man? Yeah, but I think he... Um, I think he just settled on John, but it's—I don't—I bet, ya, I oh, bet he, ya, he ch- you. Oh, he had to—he had to change it at Ellis Island because it was Jonowitz. Mm-hmm. I bet you if you sat down with him and you got him to stop being funny, mm-hmm. and you were like, "Let's I get start, serious start getting now, real." <laughs> let's just get serious for a second. Mm-hmm. Would you have preferred that your show be late night with Jonathan Stewart? He would say he would look down at the floor and he would go, "Yeah, I would have. I would have preferred." That
1: sounds—if that. I could say—that sounds English. Jonathan. Jonathan Stewart. Late Night with John, or whatever it's called, oh, uh, the Daily Show with Jonathan Stewart sounds like something on BBC Seven or something.
0: Yeah, it does. He sounds like a uh, he sounds like a, uh, a a Grand Prix driver.
1: Oh, Grand Prix! A yeah, Grand Prix. you get you get Johns, you get Jonathan's, you get Johnny's, and then I guess there's Jacks. Yeah, it, it's. Uh, I think I told you this before, but my uh, my first pick for uh, the name of our our child, you know, even before they do the tests and everything, you're thinking about names. You're making lists, and of the of the uh, you know female at birth names. Uh, yeah. My first pick was uh, very much up my alley, and that was I chose the name that I thought. Have I told you this story?
0: I don't think so. Uh, doesn't matter.
1: I um I wanted a name that gave uh, a female name. <laughs> May your first child. Be a feminine oh, be child, a female child, right? A female child. I wanted to give. Uh, if it's a, if it's a girl, I wanted to give the child the most options.
0: Uh, and so uh, oh. my first pick, my first pick was Elizabeth. Yeah, sure, Elizabeth. That's, that's exactly what I was about to say. Is There's, there a
1: girl there, name that has more options than Elizabeth?
0: No, because some of them, some of them are just made up. You can. You can call a girl anything with the letter I in the middle of two consonants and say that it's a domain Whoa. of Elizabeth. Right? Whoa. Dip. We, dip.
1: <laughs> dip. This is my daughter Dip. <laughs> <laughs> her name is Dip
0: P- Pin. For Elizabeth. Pin. Dip Pin Man. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I love her very much. <laughs> tit. I mean, I'm sure S- back in the day. Sick. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, yeah. Pimp. It yep. would be a pretty name for a girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah so they're all diminutives of Elizabeth. I have I have a couple of Elizabeths in my in my family.
1: Well, can I can I tell you how it got got the kibosh? At at the moment this happened, it seemed strange, but then I gave it a moment's pause, and I ended up agreeing. And listen, no shade, no lemonade, but sure. um, it was kiboshed by my lady friend, the mother yeah. of of the, the titular unnamed sure. child, and uh, she said, "No, I got bullied by a Liz." Oh,
0: a Liz. Mm. I'm, not, I'm not anti-Liz. So my no. best friends are lesbians. Sure, but that's a tough, you know, Liz is a tough, that's a, that's a tougher diminutive. Liz. You know, I dated a girl in college whose uh, name was Elizabeth, and she was called Liz by her uh, when she was being a tough girl, but her real name was Bibbit. Bibbit? Bibbit. Bibbit was her Elizabeth diminutive. That's adorable. Bibbit, yeah. Oh my and God, then, that's such a good name. You know, my cousin is Libby, and we've never called her Elizabeth. No one's ever said the word Elizabeth. She's Libby's good. Libby's Libby very since good. She was born. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Bibbit was, you know, she was a preppy girl. She was a redheaded girl. Uh, God and damn Bibbit, it,
1: John. You yeah. and your redheads. Yeah. And, and you could do a double diminutive, or she could be Bibby.
0: Bibby baby tit (laughs) tit. (laughs) that's terrible the thing about merlin is that merle which you which you still call me i call you merle
1: you you are one of exactly two people i talk to on a regular basis who still calls me merle
0: who could who could refuse to call you merle there isn't another diminutive of merlin is there has anyone ever ever done something different Merley? Uh, no, mm. Mm. no. Gratefully, no.
1: Um, I mean, if you exclude all the dumb mishearings, you know, because because right. like Melrin. my wife, Mel- Melren, <laughs> but like which I I finally had to make a shortcut that would correct it for me because I type Melren so many times. That's, that's, that's a Jerry Lewis name, isn't it? <laughs> I'm like Melren, Melrin. Melren. <laughs> but if you exclude all of the jokey you know, names. And if you exclude all the, well, my friend Marco calls having a, a snap to grid name. I have a snap to grid name. My yeah. wife has a, uh, has a, has a snap to grid name. And that means if you're already familiar with someone that has a more popular thing close to your name, or if you already, if you know, I'm Madeline, mm-hmm. you might say Natalie. Madeline was often called Natalie. Oh, so oh. Marco gets called like Marcus. Right. And so then I get Marvin. I mean, who's? What, what, I mean,
0: Marvin. I don't know. They, uh, a lot of people switch the uh, the vowel at the end of my daughter's name because if it were a Latin name, there's no way that it would not have, it, You know, it's it's an it's a name that has a vowel at the end. That oh, it might have s- like a ligature. Well, it, it would suggest that it was a, That it was a man's name, right? Oh. Like if it were because of the because of the O A problem. So she gets the A transposed over the O all the time. Um, but she just shrugs it off. It ain't no thing. Oh, really? She doesn't care? No, no, Or, does, no, no. or she, doesn't mind? You would think you would, I mean, of all the things that she, you know, she'll tear you a new one about. That one she's just, oh, whatever. God. Let, let them have it. Let I, them live,
1: have I live with such a, I live with two fact checkers. Just, oh. Everything's always getting fact checked all the time. I know we've talked about this, but I'm going to keep talking about it until it goes away. So I don't, go. I don't portend that happening anytime
0: soon. Um, no. does your daughter,
1: wait, you said, you said her name,
0: right? No, you did. But, but you put a, put the wrong vowel at the end. So Shit. it's fine. Let's uh, just, I'll, let I'll it. add a beepy noise. Um, She'll be fine. Uh, do you, is it a name that needs to be spelled for people? I'm guessing yes. Well, you know, what's weird. My daughter has an uncom- uncommon enough name. But it's a name that has like six potential spellings, and they all sound the same. Like you can keep yeah. putting yeah, you can keep putting W's and E's at the end of this name. You can make it practically Welsh. You could yeah. add W's and Y's and O
1: H's, and it was still. A, but it's an O A problem. Yeah. You're going to get something. But here's the other thing, and I don't mean to go all T. S. Eliot on this with the practical cats. But but you know the thing is, the names have different. Properties and needs Okay Canonical example Like if your name is Melrin, Don't browbeat the person at Starbucks Because they spelled your name Merlin Like just don't know You know who it's for Just get it no well, yeah. one cares. That
0: I goes mean, without saying, though. John, I wish it.
1: I wish it went without saying. I feel like it. It needs saying. It's like mm. no one cares. Or like if you're being called for something, and there's a name that you mostly recognize. Okay, here, here's an example. I'm gonna do a little scene for you. Don't okay. do this. Oh, you there?
0: Uh, you, you, a ho- go, uh, you go like. A hotel says, in a big city.
1: You Go Candygram from Mongo, and, uh. and and they go. Oh, did you mean Manjo? monjo no no I meant the other some of the other mongos monjos and Monlos th- that are in the room you, you just get in and wait for the doctor it's going to be an hour
0: hmm. hmm you know
1: what I'm saying like if you know if you know what they meant and John this is really a tentpole of living with a fact checker you know I like to say things I'll say things sometimes I'll say things like do you want to be right or do you want to be happy that that's become a real important thing in my life do you want to be right or do you want to be happy and, and then sometimes I'll say things like like, if you know what it is that I'm saying or trying to say, we don't we don't need to make this into a whole thing. If you know you're Mongo, even though you're Manjo. just just go. I don't know. See, but the, but people, it's got to be tough because you grew up. we grew up with such different sorts of names. I feel like we've talked about all of this. We grew up yeah, with have. such different okay, different <sighs> sorts of names. Uh-huh. We're like I could count on, you know, uh f- three or four hands the number uh-huh. of times I've heard someone say my name in public and that I turned my head. Cause, sure, sure, cause sure sure I the, the, the did you mean
0: Mongo? You know? Right. The, it's oh, it's always at a LARPing event.
1: It, it is. It's it's <sighs> Lord, Lord Merlin or
0: That's <laughs> I the other problem. If, yeah. I asked, I asked somebody if they were LARPing the other day and they didn't know what it was and I realized that I have lived in a in such a small cloistered world for the last ten years, that I hadn't met anybody that didn't know what larping was.
1: Didn't know what it was. Now and that's so, me when I look know. at trending Twitter and hear about divorcing YouTube stars or something, where I'm like, I don't even want you to explain this to me. I've gotten to the point now, John, where I don't even I don't even let on that I don't understand because I so dread the explanation of it. Oh but, God! But we're living in a different place. We're living we're living in a place where uh, where where we got a different thing going on.
0: So you just got to go to, you go to, you go to Urban Dictionary. It'll explain it all. And then you get mm. out of there as fast as you can. Get it. Oh, you know, you go, go to, go to, go to I has cheeseburger. Yeah. Dot, dot com. Yep. 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 I had a, uh, just yesterday I had a, uh, do you want to be happier? Do you want to be right moment?
1: Well, I, 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 feel like this is something we d- d- don't, uh, I mean, we may see eye to eye, but we don't agree on. Who you and me. Yeah. Don't we, oh, don't we, don't we, well, don't we have different thoughts on this?
0: But the problem is that that my thoughts are wrong. Uh, really?
1: We, so you yeah, we, so you don't want to be happy or right. Well, you'd like to be we, right, but you, you'll settle
0: for happy. Not really. No, not no, not at all. No. We, we we were at a we were at a fancy bakery here in this part of town, and it's a bakery where people line up out front to get um to get super sweet bread and to and at least in my case get uh, abused by the manager. And, uh, and are you, are I you singled said, out if you can say? Uh, well, you know, I asked him to cut my sandwich, um, in three pieces one time because my, um, you know, it's a French bread sandwich, and I've got this this uh, broken tooth, mm-hmm. and I was like, I can't really bite into a French bread sandwich unless it's in a smaller piece. Can you cut it in three pieces? And the the woman behind the counter was like, Sure, of course. And she went to cut hmm. it, and then her manager came swooping in and said, We're not allowed to cut the sandwiches. What? And I said, well, you make them here, and you've cut them once. They're not allowed to cut them at all,
1: or they're, they're not, not allowed oh, no, to do a bespoke
0: cut. cut? Okay. Right. They're cut right. in half already. And I was mm. like, you know, you've cut them in half. It's really normative. I'm just asking, so you, normative. Can, you, can you cut them in half again? Just cut the halves in half. And she was like, sorry, that's we're not allowed to, company policy. And I was like, can you hand me the knife and let me do it? And she said, we can't allow customers to touch the knives. Hmm. And it was one of those moments where I was like, "Well, I'm not going to patronize your establishment."
1: Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: And then I left with no sandwich, and 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 I was ultimately I was the one that suffered. She didn't suffer. She was she was enforcing the the rules that she made up. So we went there the other day as a family. I could not. This is yesterday. Yeah, I couldn't. I, I wasn't going to go in. I'm like, you know, if you guys come out with a sandwich, then I can pretend. That it came from somewhere else and I don't have to violate my, (laughs) I don't patronize this business right? With your dignity intact. (laughs) That's right. And so, uh, but there's a line, there's still a COVID line out front because they're only letting uh, four people in at a time. And so a big line of light of Seattleites out front in the rain with their masks on. I'm, I'm well away, you know, I'm overlooking at model trains in the front window of some shop. Yeah but what apparently happens is some guy in a leather this is this is how it was described to me a leather vest Ugh. wearing a t-shirt that said i do not comply Ugh. and with no mask Ugh. walked past the line of 10 people out front of the store opened the door went in and went up to the register and was about to order okay and someone in the line said that guy just cut in front of everybody, and my sister was in the line.
1: Oh no, he didn't see that coming,
0: and she you, didn't, you didn't notice. make way. Here comes the fixer. She didn't notice because she was talking to our child, Mongo.
1: <laughs> and she... this episode of Rodrick on the Line is brought to you in part by Mac Weldon. You can learn more about Mac Weldon right now by visiting MackWeldon.com slash R-O-T-L. Mac Weldon is a premium men's essentials brand that believes in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. Their products are, are terrific. I'm, I'm wearing a bunch of Mac Weldon right now. Uh, and the site's so easy to use. Uh, it's it's the best. You guys, I buy so much stuff from there. You know, this week i got to say, two sponsors that I am actually a legit huge fan of. Uh, I'm not even going to tell you all the Mack Weldon I'm wearing because, you know, it might seem a little bit unseemly. And it would probably seem like I'm making it up, which is, which is fine, but it really is true. Let's just say I'm sitting on some right now. MacWeldon believes that their stuff will be the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, sweatpants, and more that you will ever wear. They also have those really nice slippers check them out. Uh, They offer a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial so they can help eliminate odor. And, uh, And they want you to be comfortable. So if you don't like your first pair of underwear, you can keep it and they will still refund you with no questions asked. Number one, they don't want your underpants back. Okay, and also uh, there's not going to be any questions, so you know that that sounds really low key. I mean, I like all their stuff, so I you know I'm really not qualified to say. Not only do their underwear, socks, and shirts look good, they perform well too. This is performance stuff. I can say I'm performing extremely well right now because all my microbes are are being taken away. Great for working out, going to work, you know, uh, everyday life, making podcasts. All right, look it up. Now the folks at Mac Weldon they've even created their own totally free loyalty program that they call Weldon Blue. Right. Level 1 you get free shipping for life, nothing wrong with that. And once you reach level 2 by spending $200, Mac Weldon will start giving you 20% off every order for the next year. Wow. That's that's a pretty good deal. You know, like I say, I love their stuff. I, uh, I, uh, I you know, I'm going to say it. I like the Stealth 8-inch Boxer Brief True Navy Size Large. They're really good. They're really comfortable. You know, I love their long-sleeve T-shirts. I love all their stuff. You know, I'm really in the bag for these folks. So, you know, go check them out. Go to MacWeldon.com slash R-O-T-L, just like it sounds. You can get 20% off your order using the promo code R-O-T-L, just like it sounds. R-O-T-L. MacWeldon.com slash R-O-T-L. Our thanks to Mac Weldon for supporting Roderick
0: on the line and all the great shows. And she, and she looked up and saw, and looked in and saw this guy and looked over at the people in the line. She was toward the front of the line, but he had, she had missed it. And she said, oh, and she said to the woman who had said, you know, who called it out, that guy just cut in front of everyone. She said, do you want me to handle it? Mm-hmm. And the woman said, I'm normally really good at these things. It's like asking you to identify, do you want to identify this Les Paul? <laughs> and she said, try oh. and stop me. She said, oh, oh, I'll do it. And so she, she went in, you know, into the store, ding, ding, and walked up. And the thing is that the, the staff of the bakery, there are like eight people back there. Every one of them saw this guy in the I Do Not Comply t-shirt. uh-huh, And... None of them knew what to do. You know, it's it's Seattle, and the 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 there were there were altogether probably thirty people who were just paralyzed. A lot of lot of them the, probably
1: came in from Bellingham. You think?
0: Well, or they were born there. Mm-hmm. And it's raining outside. It's very Seattle, very Seattle scene. Mm-hmm. And uh, and no one it, the the audacity of him and the kind of just like gross bullying vibe mm-hmm. he was just about to order his croissant i mean why is he even here am i right yeah. it's it's um, so performative and uh and so my sister walks up and so i i'm hearing this again secondhand so but i but i've been in this situation a thousand times and i and i can i can picture the scene just like like i was there and she said hi excuse me but perhaps you didn't notice that there's a line. And he looked over at her and said, no, I didn't notice. And she was like, well, it is a self-evident line. (laughs) And he looks and everyone in the place is looking at him, including the four people that are in this, that are allowed to be in the store that are also in a line. And he said, well, how was I supposed to know? And she said, well, here, why don't you come with me outside and I'll show you everyone else who's waiting outside. And he said, Well, I'm in here now. And she was like, Yes, but you are at the end of the line. And somehow she, with this firm politeness, moved him out the back out the door. She wow. opens the door and here's this line of people. And she's like, Here is the line. And he said, Well, how was I supposed to know this? And she was like, as you can see, it is obviously a line. And, and, and it's he, a self-evident line. And now you
1: do know there's a line. Oh. Your, your misapprehension, okay, so, you're misapprehension. So you're familiar with sandwiches. You're not familiar with lines. You've been around here long enough
0: to obtain a leather vest. And now you just don't see lines. Is it a Westworld thing? No, here's the thing. So he wants to. So she's got him out of the store. But he wants to argue with her now. And he said, well, I thought these people were just waiting for their order number to be called or whatever. And then – and as I'm hearing this story, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the thing that I always do in these situations, which is marking what she did against what I would have done. Mm-hmm. And what she did in that moment – because already she has done four things that I wouldn't have done. Mm-hmm including, like, the first line to the guy. Because I would have walked up to him and said, hey, buddy, and it would have already been over. Well, even before that, though, I
1: mean, just because of her nature, and there's a a rich history of what Susan can do with somebody who needs to be set straight. But, like, I'll speak for myself. I am not the kind of person that would approach somebody at at a sandwich place and say, do you want me to deal with this?
0: (laughs) Because I'll deal with this. Oh, yeah. I I mean, I just would have stormed right in, but I would have started a fight with him immediately. Mm. But at this point, he says to her, you know, something like something about how he he thought that all these people, you know, it it didn't appear to be a line to him, this Mm -hmm. line. And then she says, well, now, you know. And then it was over. And that was over over
1: how she 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 thought she was done with this transaction or did he change his behavior
0: oh well what when he started to tell her all the ways in which it wasn't obvious that he uh, uh what the, the fact that he had skipped the line wasn't his fault or something you know he wanted to prolong he was out of the store he was in the line now there was no going back okay. it's not like he was going to fight her and win I mean, that's, this is
1: chapter one on, on dealing with a bully. If you got it in you, is that like a man in a leather vest with a confrontational T-shirt is, is I mean, you don't get that kind of look and comportment unless you, you've got some kind of Napoleon problem with something to prove. Or or you are actively sort of sociopathic and looking to actually cause some havoc. But most of those folks, like most bullies, will back down. And here's this, here's this fairly slight, you know, woman who used to ski, you know. And she's going to read you the riot act in a polite way. And then at that point, though, the it sounds like probably the barometric pressure
0: has changed. The, the, the difference in that moment when he said to her, I, you know, I thought that this was a line of people with their numbers waiting for, you know, he's like stretching to find a reason I think to keep the conversation going. I think to continue to be the star of the show. You know, mm-hmm. to con- that already by that point, I would have been in a shouting match with the guy. And Susan has just managed to get him out of the store, de-escalated. And then at the end, she she you know she does a like and scene because she, because she does not at that moment need to be right. Mm-hmm. She said, well, I've told you, you know, I've told you there is a, I've exp- I've showed you there is a line. And so the end like the whether or not you thought there was a line or whether or not it looks like a line. That's a non sequitur. It would be like taking a shit on somebody's coffee table and going like, how
1: would how would how am I supposed to know that's not a toilet? You know what I mean? It's like you're. It's and he's not even doing that. Like uh, I'm going to defeat you with logic thing. He just thought he was going to go in and be cock of the sandwich walk. Uh,
0: but he then, wanted to. Yeah, he just wanted to fight, and she didn't. And I would have. Mm-hmm, right, okay. like yeah. it would have been important enough in that moment for me to be right that I wouldn't have been happy. I would. didn't. It, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have occurred to me to be happy. I would have needed not to, not for this guy to get in line. Even at that point, it would have. My mission would have been to straighten this guy out and straighten out the world and make it so that this guy never, ever, ever made, made this error again and feared lines for the rest of his life. And so my day would have been ruined. You, you make
1: an example of him.
0: I would have made an example of him. And everybody in the restaurant would have, would have had a worse time. And in the end, I think what happens to me so often is that in in deciding that I'm going to discipline this guy, by the end of the encounter, everybody in the restaurant is like, well, both guys were wrong. Right. You know, that thing that happens where you're like, well, what do you mean both guys are wrong? He's the one that cut in line. Yeah, I know. But you escalated it. I used to, I used to say this. and I still think it's
1: true. Well, I don't know. I mean, everything's changed so much. But I used to say, like, when you argue with people on the Internet in particular, people don't remember who won or lost the argument. They just remember these two idiots who were arguing on the internet. Yeah. You end up yeah. tarring yourself, you know, sort of with your
0: own brush. And that's, and that's me. And, in, in, and okay. it's, it's only in situations like this where it's so clear that I would have, well, beca- and it's always because I'm so amazed that Susan can do what she does. And of course, everybody in the line was amazed. They were all like, wow, okay, thanks. You know, and, you know, and, as Susan was retelling it, she was like, you know, I brought the guy out. I showed him this line and she said, I expected at least one person in the line to go, yeah, hi, buddy. There's I'm in the line or whatever. And she said they just stared at him. Everyone like all however many people were in the line just stared at him with these like big moon eyes. But beneath their masks, she was like, I did. You know, no one like (laughs) no one really backed me up. But the effect of of walking out the door to all these people just just Completely giving him the hairy eyeball, it was really like she said it was, uh, it was, it was weird, it was weird and heavy. And so, hmm, but, but you know, but, but in trying to, but you're saying, so you're saying
1: is if you had done your not default, but like your MO, like say you're in just in the wrong state of mind, you're having a certain kind of day. And, like, you know, that presents itself. Now, if you were on the way to your wedding or, you know, trying to get somebody to the hospital, you might think about that differently. But I'm just saying, like, we all behave differently depending on our state of mind and all these different things that are very difficult to, you know, quantify. But you feel like if you'd been in that situation, it might have gotten more strictly confrontational. And and so you would have been right, but not happy. And you would have shared that with everybody else
0: there? Well, the, 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 the options in to me, like in a, if I'm in a good mood, a situation like that, I would say, I mean, you know, the, the only other option it seems like to me is to say, well, whatever, that guy's an asshole. I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. Mm-hmm. And to just sort of passively join the, join the Seattle crowd and let the guy go to the front. I mean, even the, even my choice of the word let. But like, you know, the guy goes to the front of the line and I'm just one of the 25 people that doesn't do anything about it. And I would say, well, it's the restaurant's responsibility. And nobody in the restaurant has the guts to do it. And, you know, and that's the problem with bullies that they they just they take advantage of the, the fact that everyone else is polite and obeying the norm. And. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the problem with the United States or whatever. And if I were in a good mood or in a in a non-confrontational mood, I would go that route. But that route leaves you with a shitty taste in your mouth. The yeah, rest yeah. Of the it's like, you know, you're like, like ah, what are you, Neville Chamberlain? Yeah, I wish I had done something. I you know. know. I, I sh- somebody should have said something. Yeah, it it should have <sighs> been me. I should have said something. But I don't have this third mode, which is – Oh, which is firm, but polite, which is, you know, which is going in and solving the problem. But at the same time, not being personally, um, not, not feeling like I need to win, mm-hmm. but just, I don't, I, and honestly, I mean, I'll, I'll go to my, I'll go to my grave, not understanding it because my, when my sister gets in confrontations with me, she has to be right. You know, she takes me to the carpet. It's not like it's not in her. Yeah. Like our whole Road Rage podcast is about her <laughs> on uh, on the highway, basically um, like living like the road warrior. Not even <laughs> no, because because Mel Gibson's just trying to get a tank of gas and get down the road. He's not yeah. even in a confrontation. It's like living like it's like living like humongous. She's the freaking humongous. She's got she's got five bullets in a box mm-hmm. and all she wants is the oil. Hmm. hmm. Humongous is different
1: course, from toe cutter, right? They're different.
0: Oh yeah, okay. Humongous is you know Humongus has got the uh, he's got the wrestling mask on. Oh okay, like, got it. Give us the oil. Mm-hmm. You can go free.
1: But it's you know it's um it's also kind of a matter of uh, and this is not a reflection of you it's just I, I think we're all how we are based on what we've trained for or how we've habituated ourselves and you know the same same way that one might assume you're going to win uh, you know a Kung Fu match in an alley, even though you've never trained, you've never been in the dojo. It's like, well, that's, you know, one day you might discover how that goes and it's not going to be great. Whereas Susan has this background practice and habituation of being the sort of person who can handle that. And just in passing, I want to note, and I think it's implicit in what you're saying. I think the way she, at least the description you've given here is that she gave the guy a dignified way out.
0: Yeah, it didn't. It
1: didn't have to be. Well, I'm not saying that. I don't know how much impact that had on this dingling, But like when when, you know, one thing with our current discourse is like not. I'm sorry, that's a dumb thing to say. But the way that most arguments either become instantly they go to eleven, or we just say something passive aggressive, and like it. It really, it's it's confrontational in in a way that's where it's going to be difficult to find a way out. And, And let me just be clear here: it's possible to be very condescending or passive-aggressive, doing something similar to what she did, which, which for me is like in a movie theater, I say to somebody who's talking real loud, oh, am I bothering you? Like, that's not going to help anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like the, 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 the way of saying like, hey, you know, there is a line here, and I bet she's looking the guy right in the eyes, I'll bet. Oh, she certainly is. So she's, got, she's in his uh, space psychically, if not totally physically and that can be extremely disarming especially if you're if you're kind of loaded for bear for this one kind of like I'm a guy in a leather vest situation you know what i mean i i think there's a lot to admire about what she did the way she
0: handled it well that's the thing right i think he he went into that situation uh ready for somebody to confront him hoping that somebody would so that he could 'Cause he thought it was gonna be about the mask. He brought, he, was, a, he brought a he brought a knife to a Susan fight. He was gonna he was going to get to yell at somebody about how COVID blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And he just made the mistake of um of cutting in line. And so he didn't get his COVID fight. Uh he got you know, he got his polite ushering, you know, he, he got his his uh his animal house ushered back to the couch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I cannot. When I think about do I want to? Oh, and so as we're walking back into my house, my daughter and I are walking in, and I, 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 having heard this story, you know, we're all carrying French bread at this point. We're going back into my house to have uh, breakfast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I'm just sort of marveling at Susan, and Susan says, well, you know, do you want to be happy or do you want to be right?
1: Really? Did and she said something
0: like that? Really? She said exactly that. No and kidding. I, and I said, as, 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 as a way of kind of wrapping up how she, what, what she did at the thing. And I said, well, unfortunately, I want to be right so much more than I want. I don't even know how to be happy. Um, and why, what does that even mean? Right yeah. is what I want. And my daughter, as we're walking in the door, leans over to me and goes, I also want to be right. I don't care about being happy. <laughs> uh-huh. And and so knowing that about oneself does not appear to be sufficient to, you know, it's like, it's like any one of these mantras where it's like, well, do you want to be happy or do you want to be right? If you say, well, I want to be right, um, there's no second mantra, right? Like there's no, it's. It, it the saying appears to be self-evident
1: well and like and i think you could you, say it you, know? you could draw the conclusion uh in a facile way at least that being right uh it, it implies that being right does make you happy right but i mean as we learned from the great larry david that's not always the case and uh, yeah and, right. and, and happy for a lot of people i think is more just like look I mean, whether that's the employees there or the people in line. I mean, the employees there are they gonna they're gonna go head to head with leather vest over this oh, like for they got you know fifteen dollars an hour? And you know, uh, I mean that that that's my happy. My happy in that case is like I I'm the same way that I used to drive like a maniac because I didn't have reasons not to yet. Yeah. I there are cases now where I'm like you know I don't want my obit to be like. Fell and hit his head after altercation with leather vest guy. Especially if I like like, fell down and like hit my head on a a water fountain or something. You know, like something embarrassing.
0: Well, I I feel like it's not. First of all, where was the manager that that wouldn't cut my sandwich in half? Like we're not even getting to that yet. We need to talk about that. Also, I did just think of your friend Eric. Just so she's got the knives too. Oh yeah, nobody can touch him but them. Yeah. The the um the thing is that. You're right that being right, the implication is that being right is what's going to make you happy. But I have never thought that. I've always felt it as a, that I have a duty, Mm -hmm. a a duty and a responsibility to be right. You know, that, that I'm not trying to be right because then I can sit back and, 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 you know, uh, and cuck and, you know, walk and quick, quack, quack, or whatever it is that people do.
1: Hmm. I'm talking about swagger. Or confidence, just, yeah, confidence right. like in your, your confidence in your POV. That does not always. I'll, I'll say for myself, confidence in your POV or your your values or however you want to put it does not always ensure confidence in how you execute on that feeling.
0: There you go. Now that is that that's getting very close to it, right? Like confidence in your POV is one thing, but the path from where we are now to there. Mm-hmm. to a place where that point of view is actualized and everyone is happy and the world is running smoothly that's the part along the way that i always feel like i stub my toe or get or get hmm. deep into a bush uh, into the bushes and look around and go i have i had a great point of view from standing up there but now i'm down here in a bakery with a guy in a leather vest and i don't know what the next move is and and does that does that feel frustrating well, it's the it's one of the central frustrations of my uh, uh, of living in the world. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and and um, and I think it's the it feels it it feels right now that it's uh, that it's an epidemic of uh, like there are a lot of points of view and there's the world and no one seems to be able to get their point of view. Uh, seems to be able to peacefully transfer their, what seems to be the, a very self-explanatory point of view to the actual world, and where everyone where everyone agrees, and we're all behaving accordingly. Uh-huh. And you can't live in a world where there are fifty different complete systems of of management. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't live in that world either. And I I always think of myself as kind of a little outside my time, but I'm realizing that I'm I'm not outside my time. I'm a I'm just as mm-hmm. the ufos would look at this time and say, nope, that's you. And, you know, and in the great arc of time, nobody looks back at at 1547 and thinks, well, but there was that one guy that
1: really, you know, was uh, thinking outside the box. Talking about, talking about Thorg the Avenger.
0: Yeah, Thorg the Avenger. <laughs> you know, no, I'm a product of my time. and <laughs> I grab is... Thar's hammer. <laughs> he shall be avenged. <laughs> But ultimately, it doesn't. Ultimately, we, you know, the narcissism of petty differences, as you're as you're fond of ref, uh, saying, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think the pr- the question is, what's your point of view? And that's what we all we all are wondering, or we're, we're all haggling over our different points of view. But it isn't. But that isn't really it. it. We all have a point of view. The problem is where the rubber meets the road, mm-hmm. and yeah, and that's the. Uh, that's the point at which all of our points of view collapse to one, right? They're all more or less the same. It's the it's integration that is the
1: yes integration the in the sense of like how do we integrate this in, into our lives? But but there's there's also like I mean I God, there's just a million ways that I'm I'm so not like any of this where like I'm just always like uh, and then I'll think about it and I'll feel bad later. But like it's 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 also that regardless of our, our certainty about that, how we want to roll, what we want to do, I do feel like it's, it, and maybe this is my problem. I wish I had that diamond, that hard diamond-like ability to go in this moment. I always know exactly what to do. Yeah. Um, but I, do I want that? Because I wouldn't even recognize myself if I could do that. I don't think, if I'm being honest, but it's it's also that like, well, what is it, what is it you're trying to accomplish here? And, and I mean, I guess we could look at this several different ways. One way is like what that guy's trying to accomplish is exactly what he got up until, you know, Susan AD, which is like, I want everybody here to think, yeah, fine, you can think I'm an asshole. Like, I know I'm an asshole. I'm a tough guy. And like, nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna hassle me about this. And I will get to go and perform this version of myself that thought a leather vest would be flattering and intimidating. So in his case it's like does he really is he really that pressed for time does he need to go deliver a baby or is it just that like he just likes being that particular asshole but then anybody who would step to him to say whatever including what Susan said like i i would be so wound up in okay, first of all, how would I do that? Like, how would I do that? Because as you know from my t-shirt you designed for me the day we met, I'm driven by fear, right? Mm. It's probably yellow, non-flattering. <laughs> like my yellow tango shirt broke my heart. But, but like in this case, you know, um, what is it I'm trying to accomplish here? What is this, to, to quote uh, Glengarry Gary Glenn Ross, what is this in service of? Like when I do this, the world will be better how? You know what I mean? And that, that is the kind of thing that winds me up a million different ways because I'm
0: a, I'm a huge overthinker. Well, and I, I think I think what I'm what I'm realizing is that the guy in the "I will not comply" T-shirt also thinks he's right and wants to be right and is putting himself with far more bravery than I would, like going out into Seattle, trying to strike up a, a confrontation with people where he knows he's a fish out of water because he's that confident that he's right. It would That's be like, me. he's like
1: the toughest guy in the line for the ballet.
0: Yeah, it would be, but, but in a way it would be like me going to, uh, you know, to, to some small red state town with a mask and a shield on, right. And, uh, and a t-shirt that says trans rights now mm-hmm. and, and going to, you know, a monster truck rally or whatever and standing in the middle with, you know, with both my fists up and, although Susan absolutely has a point of view that she believes is, is right in that one situation, all she wanted was peace in the Valley Hmm. and Hmm. somehow she knows how. And so what she was doing was actually trying to, what, what she was doing was civilization building. Wow. You know, she was just enforcing base norms. Like she was not trying to say anything about being right. She was saying, here, here are some norms. And she, and, and she didn't people. make it about him per se, right? Or her. It wasn't about her, right? Yeah, good point. That's it's true. And those are the things that you know. Like as a Democrat, as somebody who wants there to be civilization, as somebody who thinks that you know that we should wear shoes on airplanes, <laughs> I somehow make that into. How I'm more comfortable like that. <laughs> I somehow. Always turn it into a confrontation between me and that person, between you know, between justice and injustice, instead of finding that path to just to to you know to saying because the thing is with somebody with his shoes on the airplane you can't tell them anything right I'll get letters from just saying it on this you have you've gotten letters about I this. get letters every time every time yeah. about. People that want to
1: because it's so it's so it. easy to change the subject and like again to make the third slightly arch uh, or not Seinfeld reference you know we're living in a society but like yeah. is it is it in that case that person could turn that around and say like oh you know actually it doesn't matter this doesn't affect anybody you're the problem because you're the one who's bothered by it who then wants to make it into a federal case yeah right and now well, we're arguing well, about John
0: now we're arguing about John that's right and now it's me now it's you know and and then. When somebody in the line is like, okay, whatever, you know, and they turn on me, then I'm like, what are you talking about? We got to fight this, you know, the guy in the leather vest, then everyone will have a leather vest on. And, you know, and then I'm the, <laughs> then I'm the freaking guy. You the know? thin and leather I'm, line. <laughs> I'm standing up on an airplane throwing yogurt.
1: Exactly. And, 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 and yeah, Go Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not- this episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting... Squarespace.com slash supertrain. My friends, what do you say about Squarespace? I mean, it's Squarespace. You can do it all. So many things. You can create a beautiful website to turn your cool idea into your new home on the web. You can showcase your work. You could uh, publish a blog or put up other kinds of content. You know, the galleries are beautiful. All kinds of things you can do with, uh, with images. Of course, you can sell products and services of all kinds right on your very own site. You could promote your physical or online business. You can even announce an upcoming event or special project. Squarespace does this by giving you beautiful templates created by world-class designers. They have uh, powerful e-commerce functionality to sell whatever you want to sell, right online, right on your site. You get the ability to customize the look and feel of your site, the settings, the products, all of that. Some clicks, some drags. Bob's your uncle. You got yourself a Squarespace. Of course, everything is uh, optimized for mobile right out of the box. It looks great on every device or dingus. And they're offering a new way to buy domains where you can choose from over 200 domain name extensions. They uh, offer analytics that help you uh, grow in real time, built-in search engine optimization, free and secure hosting with nothing to patch or upgrade ever. And if you ever find yourself in a jam, don't worry about it. They have twenty four by seven award winning customer support. As I like to say on here, you know, because it really is germane. Uh, I, I've been using Squarespace forever, and you're using Squarespace right now, you know, as a, as a listener of Roderick on the line, because uh, Squarespace is where we have hosted that podcast and uh, always will. They really are the best. So right now, please go uh, check out squarespace.com slash supertrain and get a free trial. and uh, And when you're ready to launch, you can use our offer code Supertrain, and that will save you. Ten percent off your first purchase of a website or domain. Uh, they've been such good friends to the show. Squarespace.com/supertrain. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Roderick Online and all the great shows. And
0: that's not what is it? What, and, and then I come home. I feel worse than if I had. Then if I'd sat there and watched the guy and just like choked on my uh, on my own indignation. Yeah. Yeah. So. So the third path for me right now has been increasingly to not go into French bakeries. Okay. You know, and, mm-hmm. and and I but I honestly don't know. Like I'm I'm living right now in a period of real avoidance. Like I'm mm-hmm. if I'm reading a magazine article and someone in the magazine article starts to go there wherever there is, you guys, I put the magazine down. Oh. Sing it's it, not, sister. I, you know?
1: I, I feel I feel exactly the same way. Sometimes I'll be I'll be just in terms of reading things, I'll uh this is even setting aside my whole like, woo, really minimizing my amount of you know, online media yeah. interaction, uh, which is so, it's so important that you all try to do that. <laughs> um, because when I dip back in, I get extremely sad, extremely fast. And I go, Nope, close the tab. But like reading yeah. something, sometimes I'll be drawn in by something that seems like a pretty smart headline, which is yeah. you know, increasingly rare these days. And I'll get in there and I'll be partway into the paragraph. And it might be because it's poorly written or poorly edited, but it's also that like, I can feel, I already can feel where this is that kind of piece That's Mm -hmm. that's going, and this is without regard to any kind of a position or or politics or whatever. But this is going to be more of that. Forgive my saying that same sort of bullshit. That that same kind of like grinding position paper. That represents so much of our interaction with each other nowadays, which is not to say that you can live a, a life without, you know, friction with other people. But it's also like, how, how much of your food pyramid do you want to be people who you've permitted to needle you into being mad about something? I'm sorry. I'm changing the topic, but 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 I I think I feel like that's part of it. Is like I've become I've got I've gotten especially since I've tried to start sort of tapering off a lot of. I mean, I, you can't even talk about this, John. I just I can't watch as much news. I can't watch. I mean, like I can't just. I, it's not that I can't deal with it, but it's like in a way that I've known for ten years. Well, what are you going to do now? What are you going to do differently? and yeah. it just does feel like there is there's so many people pumping quarters into the outrage machine and i just want to be crazy clear here and that could be about a lot of different things it's just that i'm philosophically opposed to making that a, a lot of the spoons that build my particular pyramid it's not wholesome it's not nutritional it's ugly and i don't there's not a lot of action items for me in being provoked into feeling strongly about something because that's what somebody else's job today is to make me provoked.
0: Well, I'm, is that related I'm, at all to what you started? I, saying? I don't think it's changing the topic at all. I think you're right on it. Like my, my pyramid of spoons um, <laughs> is, you know, a lot of that that's big bread, you know, that's why we're eating so many bread or big vegetable. They're <laughs> always wanting you to eat vegetables, but it's really true. Like I, <clears throat> It's very it's very easy for me to to go scan through cuz I I just subscribed again to the New Yorker. I hadn't I hadn't had a subscription to the New Yorker in 5 years. It had it had started to just be paper stacked up because I was looking I was doing they all just, my They just they just keep online. sending it to you.
1: They don't they don't check in to see if you've read the
0: the one before this
1: one even. <laughs> they just keep coming in like, "Oh, we got the one. It's got the cover. It's got the yeah. uh oh, and it's so cool because the person's putting somebody's jacket on a hanger and hanging in the closet, and the yeah. closet's full of stuff they bought during COVID, you know, and it's like, "Oh, yeah. man, that's really good. That's very wise." That's but then like I can't even get past talk of the town. Not cuz I'm mad. There could always be some Gia Tolentino waiting for me in there. But it's just like now I feel shame.
0: I feel shame. Well, you know, but you don't take enough baths, and I think that that's generally true. You don't. take Oh, uh, that's that's why they make a New Yorker yeah, in Chile. Yeah, you make you make a bath. That's why they make baths. You make Multiple bath beverages. Take the, 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 the New Yorker. I need you, a desk, John. I need I an affordance. Right now, I don't have a desk right now. Oh, that's a shame. The desk is in storage. Okay. But the, oh, damn. But what, what you are saying, and the and the and the, you know, it's very easy at least to to go through to scan and say, okay, right now. I'm not going to read any article that tries to provoke me in the headline, and I'm not going to read any article that tries to provoke me in the first sentence because I just as you're saying, my spoon pyramid, I just don't need it, you know yeah and yeah. and it is and it and it is absolutely related to like this third path, which is I feel like now. I've had enough times in this French bakery where some kind of confrontation has happened, either between me and a woman that won't cut my sandwich or a guy in a leather vest that won't comply. Oh, I'm just never going to go to this bakery. Oh, I get it. Like, this is not a place of honor. I no, get it. The, yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. The, the, the sweet bread or whatever, I can, take, I can go get regular bread and and fucking pour sugar on it before I need to even tempt fate by going to this place. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that, it, like the rest of the culture, I'm halfway into an article about a cat on a skateboard, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Wow, this cat on a skateboard! It's so
1: amazing." Have you and seen? Did sk- you see the monkey? the The monkey that uh, takes the ends, uh, like, like does the green beans. And no. it's this monkey. It's not a chimp. It's a monkey. It's like one of those, like a white faced monkey, and he just sits there and diligently clips the ends off the green beans.
0: You've seen the you've seen the the uh, the the mom the monkey mom that sits and. Methodically takes all the strings off of the banana, even the Aww. little tiny strings. And the baby is, is in her arms, and she's just like, patience, patience. We need every last. Because I know off. I'm just
1: if I hand this to you and there's a string, I'm just going to have to do this all over again. Yeah.
0: And then she eats it. It's not. She's not even doing it for the baby. She eats oh the twist. Yeah, it's a monkey, and monkey I was like, twist. I was like Jim that twist. monkey. That's my monkey right there.
1: I find so much but, consolation in animals now. It's not who I wanted to be, but like uh, you know, it's like Donald Rumsfeld said, you know, you, you yeah. look for you look for the uh, the the Japanese yeah, look, recently look manicured for the helpers. Yeah. look
0: for the helpers. That's what he <laughs> yeah, said in name Donald name Donald name Rumsfeld's <laughs> neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. It is so not my. <clears throat> it is so not my way that I ever thought I would be to be living in a world where. I mean, there were always bakeries that I wouldn't go in, um, but sure, sure. But uh, metaphorical to, bakeries and real bakeries. But to be in a situation, and, and part of it, I guess, is that there's so much media now that you can you can still read ten hours a day, and also never read anything because all the time you were reading, there's new stuff out now that right. you're supposed That's, to read. Got to read. And in the old days, you know, we all there was only so much to read. You just read. There was the newspaper. There was the other newspaper. There were the, the three magazines, and then there was the news. And so if you were reading, you had to read it.
1: You could read Golf but, Digest, Cigar Aficionado, yeah. Dirty Diaper Maybe Man, like all the
0: kinds of things that you'd have at the <laughs> newsstand. You're exactly right. Those were the three <laughs> other directions I could have gone with. My
1: well, you own. know what I mean? It's like, I don't know, it's like guitar for the practicing musician versus guitar player, yes. you know, that kind of thing. Oh, those kinds of rivalries.
0: But what am I supposed to do now? I know, I know. Uh, but, I, but the thing is, weirdly— Weirdly veering like veering, and actually it's not I'm not slamming a door shut i'm like it's I'm like opening closet doors, peering in and going, hmm nope, and nope and noping, I'm just noping uh-huh. everywhere I go and the noping is um you can you can feel what the vibe is. But the the
1: noping is way better than I thought it would be. Oh shit, dog! I totally agree. And it doesn't. The thing is, and the beautiful part of it is, I mean, I keep thinking of this cartoon. I was I was talking about this with Alex on Do By Friday, but there's this one like pretty famous cartoon. Of uh, do you ever seen the one the cartoon? I think his name is Moors. I want to say, but the guy does the cartoon where it's like, you know, the guy who keeps popping up to say, oh, interesting, but you think this about that, and the guy's like, this is like the peasant who says like, I think society should be slightly improved. And a guy pops out of the well and goes, interesting, and yet you still participate in society, (laughs) right? That guy, and and that's, because that's everybody now. But but like, the reason I mention that here is like, I... Even as I you can hear me struggling with this, because not only did things like news and social media and all those kinds of things, which there used to be much fewer of, used to be a source of joy in my life that I regret not having anymore in some ways. I you know, I still but like talking about the way we talk is is something that's become anathema. And what I what I have difficulty saying to people without sounding like a scold is to say, like, I I think if we really interrogate If we really interrogate what's going on in in, in a lot of stuff in life right now, I'm not sure becoming more blindingly emotional about something is the path forward for anybody. And I just want to be – I know y'all are going to guess what I'm talking about, but I'm talking about fucking – everybody. And -hmm. it's not even a both sides. It's in all sides. You know, this is part of what made made alignment in D&D such an interesting idea. It's not just that you're good or that you're evil or neutral. It's also like what is your attitude toward, in that case, you know, law or society or stuff like that. But like, what if alignment becomes meaningless because there are so many axes about all these things? But here's what I know when I open that door, when I open that magazine, or I I get to hear about quote-unquote Trump's big lie one more time, Mm. is like I, I peer in that door, and I say, and I have a, just the tiniest little nanosecond of mindfulness. And I catch it, and I go, oh, this is one of those things where a, a strong emotion is being provoked one way or another. You call it clickbait, call it whatever you want, but you're, you're trying to provoke a very strong emotion. And what I've learned at long last is the provocation of emotion is not as fulfilling as it feels. And I can't talk about it because I sound like a scold. But now, and this is why I say this is interesting. It's like I fight myself on this because it's like, yeah, but I thought you liked Twitter or whatever, right? I thought you, <laughs> I thought you liked you know pussy hats. Yeah, like,
0: your well, name is your name
1: is right there on the on the
0: masthead of Twitter.
1: I, I was one of the OGs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, should have been, should have been, but but uh, but no, why, why do I say that here? Because I think something that sounds like we we're, we're both feeling is it's not the nope of I don't care about this topic. It's the nope of. I've got all the information, mostly up to date, that I need to do my day today. And I've even got a fair amount of information about my about my week. Uh, pound sign privilege, I guess. But, like, you know what I don't need is, like, feeling like my ability to scold myself and others for not being angry enough is something or being, you know, desperate enough or whatever it is. If I don't sit down and, like, gorge myself on this buffet of sad... All the time. If I don't allow myself, if I don't take the bait, you know, to allow myself to be provoked into not doing something valuable in order to find more ways to make myself mad. Well, that's I I found that to be a salutary change. Even as I, 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 I'm i like Wallace Stevens with my feet in two different uh, piles, one hot, one cold. Because on the other hand, it's like, but you can't talk about it. Like, there's no glory in talking about it because you sound you sound like you're just trying to detach from society. It's like, no, I'm not. What I'm trying to detach from is this, this nonstop barrage of emotional terrorism from every side. So when you open that door, you stick your head in just a little bit and you can feel like... How you're supposed to feel about this thing? I mean, Steven Spielberg can do that. There aren't that many other people who I want making me feel very emotional on a on a day to day basis.
0: I, <clears throat> I I like to look at. Let's, let's look at the last two hundred years and and try and figure out you know not because it's oh, really oh easy. interesting
1: John you don't look at the last four hundred years interesting
0: <laughs> it,
1: it's really easy to <laughs> and yet you drive on that, uh, that
0: that <laughs> that you know that trick of history where you're like oh well then this was the era of discovery and then this was the era of of industrialization or whatever but you know even in our own lives we've seen um, you know we've seen the tone of the time and what the focus is change enough just under our feet where, where we knew kind of what was happening. And you, you're never able in your own moment to say like, ah, this is the age of exploration. It, it oh, always yeah, takes no, a little absolutely. bit of... Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Because nobody who
1: goes, oh, at last, you know, like, I will become right the Joker, like kind of moment <laughs> where you go, like, oh, at last,
0: we've arrived in the Iron Age. But, but you know, in the 1970s, like the '60s, we we worked real hard to get to the moon, but also the civil rights movement and the war in Vietnam were blah blah blah. blah. We've all read, uh, we've, we've, we've we've all seen the Robert Downey Jr. movies that explain all of that perfectly. Oh yeah, but, especially Zodiac. Yeah, but right now, it does not actually, you know. We I, and I feel like we've come out of ten years, just the most recent ten years, where the. The vibe in the room was that this was an era of a lot of personal growth. Um, people were really re- reevaluating. They were trying to figure out what, <clears throat> what was, you know, what were some of the things that we thought were settled that actually were only settled for some of us. You know, yeah. the, a lot of personal reflection that that had the potential to pay big dividends culturally if we all reflected on some of this stuff and then applied it to the way we behaved, we could make a big change. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And now when I look at the culture, when, when I read what's being written, I feel like we're in a period where there's no new information. Like no one is nothing, nothing that's being written anymore is really, or, or, or spoken aloud is new or exciting. No there are no new ideas right now. You know what there is is a lot of shouting of ideas that we all know and it, and you you've already you've already worked on it presumably mm-hmm. right and you've decided whether you're so going think there to there aren't that on it many people getting
1: yelled at about ideas right now that decide in the moment to change their mind about it.
0: Well or that or that or that ever will right? I mm-hmm. mean the ch- the children mm. who are my daughter's age and your daughter's age have been raised in a culture of ideas that Is that has been presented to them, not as a, not as a culture, like 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 we used to we used to imagine that the way to raise a child was to give them the whole palette of ideas, and then they will pick their course. You know, that's not. But but like it's all going to be based on the same canon
1: of the great men and stuff like that. Like like there's, there's.
0: but, even, but no, even no 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 I don't mean that
1: to be a man thing but just more in the sense of like man talk about a buffet my kid lives in such a different world than I did growing up in Ohio going to church going to school going to whatever and like be, be, you know being the, the 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 nice word for this is how to become a good citizen but in a lot of ways it's it's how to learn how to act like there's nothing weird about what's going on and stand up when they play the national anthem kind of stuff.
0: Well, but your daughter lives in a world where there are a billion ideas, but there's really only one right one, right? There, I mean, the family of ideas that that she's exposed to versus the ones that she considers—
1: There's a lot less false equivalency. I'll, g- I'll give it that. I mean, there's you a know? lot less of like, well, you
0: know, sure the Klan's bad, but, you know, also a lot of black people own bombs or something like that. Well, there's like a that. lot of less false equivalency, but there's a lot of less equivalency. And that's the, you know, that's the thing we're in right now. There's no child in Oklahoma that's being raised to think that there are other options either. Like there's a, there's a calcifying, there's a hardening off and it's not based on new info. It's based Mm. on new trenches and new.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: Damn. You know? Yeah. And so, so what, you know, we're not, we, we didn't make it to the moon. We. We haven't reorganized the banks. Like it's not a time. This isn't a time of exploration. It's not a time of rebuilding. It's a time of trench digging, and
1: right. And if you are interested in space travel, it might be because of which billionaire you prefer.
0: Right from exactly. a brand, from sort
1: of a brand standpoint, to be
0: honest, we're, we're not. It's a yeah. It's a, it's it's like all those dystopian movies from from. 40 years ago where it was like we're all going to be fighting for the nike swoosh one day or the nike swoosh against the adidas stripes and they're going to have real armies um and now and it snuck in on us in a in a different way it turns out it wasn't nike versus adidas it was the guy with the car and the guy then this other bank and the guy guy with the books and the guy with the car (laughs) the guy with the books and the guy with the car right and like line up behind him like we're still we're still i mean a good friend of mine was like said the other day, like, oh, I guess I'm gonna have to get a Tesla. And I said, what is, that's the weirdest <laughs> know, that's a the, statement. <laughs> that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. because he well, like, well, I mean, It, it implies
1: can't. that there was like some horns of a dilemma this person has been on, and it kind of just got settled, even with resignation.
0: Yeah, right. He doesn't want to, but you know, as opposed wife, to a Nissan looked, Leaf, or what are we talking be- about? Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, it's the best one, and eh. he said, "I went to the, I went to the car dealership, and the kid that was trying to the, the, you know, he's like, the problem with going to a Tesla dealership is that all of the, all of the salespeople are like twenty five year olds with PhDs who decided they weren't going to." Work in electrical engineering. They were going to go sell cars because they believe in the dream. <laughs> it's like the and, new Americorps. <laughs> it's, it is. I, I mean, I went to a Tesla yeah. dealership once with a friend, and and the kid was like, "Yeah, I have you know, I have seven degrees in in uh, chemical engineering, but you know, I believe in Elon, and so mm. you know, let me what what is it going to take to get you into the driver's seat today? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> what do I have to do to put you in this rocket ship? <laughs> but what is yeah. this era? And it's not a it doesn't feel like it feels like an era, and I know that this isn't new, right? It doesn't, mm. at, at least at the moment, it doesn't feel like, uh, like somebody's going to flip a match and the and the whole thing's going to go up exactly like it did six months ago or ten months ago. But it doesn't feel like a time that I need to read that much current events right. or or read that much. Uh, even trusted sources like i i had a couple of websites i went to all the time mm-hmm. uh, where the where the the curator was really smart and it was really you know it's not like atlas obscura level of have you ever seen this underground city it was it was politics it was it was culture right. it was like you're gonna love this you're gonna love ted lasso or whatever because the, the, the gonna- role of
1: role of curation in some ways i mean this is a little bit facile, but one role of curation is to find somebody who has tastes that are related to yours, who may like or dislike kind of the same sorts of things, but it, it, it's partly not just a brand, it's a person, it's a point of view that you trust. You know, the, the, the part that we leave out of this is it's not just somebody who recycles other people's stuff, but it's people who dig up, you know, people who can bubble up things you haven't seen or thought about before, right? I mean, is that
0: more the Atlas Obscura thing you're talking about? Well, and what I like about these things is that they're that, that basically it boils down to hot takes. You know, they're reading the news and oh, they're right. like, just by what they put in front of you, it's a hot take because they're saying, "I read fifty articles today, and here are the five that that um, that are yeah. interesting." Ch- and ch- that check out my Substack, yeah. And it's like, oh, right on, cool. Huh. But just in the
1: last couple of weeks. Oh, I've- I see. As I yes, yes. Well, you look at someone like a Jason Kotke, who at a certain time in my life, I mean, I still respect the guy a lot. But like, he was such a unique voice in in the early ish days of blogging, at being able to pull together stuff I hadn't seen, even though he was looking at a lot of the same websites I was his curation is what made that valuable. You know what I mean? It's like the person, yeah. the sommelier is not the person who makes the wine. They're the person who figures out the right wine for you. And I think we could all benefit from some information sommeliers rather than people who neither make nor suggest, people who just merely keep clipping things out of, you know, wine observer or dirty diaper wine man or whatever, and just keep shoving it in front of you instead of a new glass of wine.
0: Well, but even, I think I think more than more than anything right now i feel like just as as, as i suggested a minute ago that mm-hmm. we have more information than ever before but fewer choices uh, in terms of politics in terms of culture thinking right like we you know we are increasingly increasingly um all like falling into a consensus bog where there's where it has it is established what the consensus is and now get here's your shovel get busy digging get hmm. busy working on the trench and in in a couple of these these um like curator aggregators who have who have been you know really good voices for me over the over the last couple of years there's that tone creeping in even into time magazine where it's like well we all know what to think now what get busy digging your trench hmm. and here's here are the things to um here are the things to read to reinforce your viewpoint. Here are the things to uh, to shove down your relatives' throats. Hmm. Here, you know, here's where your trench should go, and here's what you should do once you're in it. Yeah, let us know when you're done. <laughs> and, yeah, let us know when you're done. And I'm just like I have to close the I have to close the notebook, right? I, and yeah. I had I had to unfollow a couple of people that I really loved because because that's not you know I don't need another voice telling me where to dig my trench and and there are so few voices that are like are trenches where we're at or you know like yeah it ends up being some some of the and ordinarily another time i would have thought of this as a certain
1: kind of like i don't know placeholder log rolling thing but like some of the most interesting things that i bookmark and read end up being about interrogating why this is a difficult time or why these kinds of conversations are hard you know like with all the covid stuff i was most interested in the like well let, let's let explore if anything I keep saying this over and over but I really believe it the the whole covid experience has just reminded me of something that I've known all along but I allow myself to forget which is you can't say there's you can't say a lot of things about America that are true everywhere and I think there was a time when we were at least kind of encouraged to believe that there are certain things that were 80% true in most of America and once we got to this level of like well you get a coastline of Scotland problem of like well okay, just in terms of, like, disease spread, in terms of vaccination, in terms of, like, you know, thoughts about how we should, you know, run society. Like, it's not enough to say, like, America, and it's certainly, I know this is so fucking obvious, but I needed to realize this at at pains. It's like, you can't even, what what are you going to say, Texas? Well, you know, Austin ain't Fort Worth. And even if yeah. you're in Austin, like the coastline of Scotland, you could, you could get down into a block by block, house by house, room by room level of some extremely different ideas about how stuff should work. It's never been more obvious to me that I should be remembering that all along. Stop saying dumb shit that you think is 80% true.
0: Yeah, right, right. But, but how... Mm-hmm. What... You know, I, and I, and I guess this is me, this is me waiting in the car outside of the French bakery. Like if I don't go in, if, if my decision increasingly is, um, don't go to the, don't go to the French bakery because that's not, uh, that's not a, a, a battleground you want to, uh, the, the, the sweet bread is not worth <laughs> the potential of getting into whatever kind of throwdown it is that that place inspires. um, And don't go to (laughs) the the semiotics of sandwich division, (laughs) but I'm not going to this website anymore. I'm not going to, I'm not listening to that person anymore. Every, all around me, all of my trusted voices, all of my friends, all of the culture that I feel like I've invested in. It's just, it's disappointing me over and over and over. There's less and less there, but by, by not going, by just closing all those closet doors, what am I doing? I how am I, 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 I? How am I making the world a better place? But before you, know? you before you
1: can eat healthy, before you can however you think of that, lose weight, do whatever. Like you have to stop eating shit. So even if you're not where you want to be, even if you're not, uh, all my references are old. Johnny Unitas or Mark Spitz. <laughs> like if, <laughs> let's say, you know, even though you're not Ken Griffey Senior, like uh-huh. at least you um.
0: At least Bobby you're Bear, B- Bobby Bear Senior. At least,
1: yeah, maybe you're no Newt Rockney, you know, uh, Lenny <laughs> Ravenstahl. Maybe you're not where you want to be, but like, I, I don't, I think that you know, we're all a work in progress in some ways. I, no, but I do, I do take your point. point. It's, it's like it's not that. an answer or a, a <laughs> final solution. It's not, it's Ooh. not. I haven't solved this. I but haven't. got to s-
0: stop. In order to get nutrition, you've got to stop eating shit. I mean, I really feel like that's the.
1: It's like Donald Duck said, your health is like an equilateral triangle. And and you know, I so I mean I I think it's it's like understandable. Said- oh yeah. Are those great Disney film strips? Oh your health is like an equilateral. <laughs> so what Donald Duck says is Donald Duck says, <laughs> I'm not gonna do the voice. It's racist. Finally,
0: I'm going I'm going right back to the source now. You're taking me back to the source. <laughs> Donald Duck. (laughs) Donald Duck had a lot of things to say about
1: hell. Surprisingly, I mean, oh boy, oh, that's so racist. It's much closer in some ways to Disney's 1940s, you know, propaganda output than it is to say, like, modern nuanced messages of like, yeah, well, there's a reason they say coffee's good, coffee's bad, wine is good, wine is bad. It depends, 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 depends. I actually used that, didn't I recently, I used that phrase with you in a text message. Mm -hmm. I said the word depends three times with commas. Do you remember that? depends, depends. Yeah, it depends, 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 because it depends on things. Oh, what about Texas? Well, by and large, you could say this, but mm, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't. And, but like uh, Donald Duck says, you know, you got, you got three sides to it. It's an equilateral triangle. What is it? it 60, 60 times three. Well, you've got, you've got your, you've got your mental health, your emotional health and your physical health. And if one of those gets short, it affects the others. It's a lot like the project management triangle, except it's your body and from a duck. And so I don't know I don't have a solution for this I'm I'm in no way pretending that I can understand what this is but I, I, if I'm being honest like I need to have my own emotional health in check <clears throat> I needed just 3% more mindfulness to get me to where I can realize or remember obvious things because if I don't realize or remember the obvious things my I know we're sort of similar in this way in different ways. My brain goes tearing ass in some direction yeah. because now it's got the hook in. And I don't like feeling that way. I don't think it's making me a better person. And while I don't have this sort of like, oh, you know, you guys, let's just all, you know, um, <laughs> let's all just like sit around the fire smoking the peace pipe. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> wow. I, but I do know that like, yeah, I'm not going to keep eating potato chips and then complaining about how I'm low and, you know, if I and, and this it, I'm just telling you, man, it just happens all the time where I'll run into something now. And even just having gotten a little Sometimes when you come back from vacation, you know, with those uh, you get dreadlocks or whatever. And you're like, oh, I'm going to be a different person now. Yeah. I do at least have enough presence of mind now sometimes to catch myself and say, stop and say, like, what, what are you what are you doing right now? Do you really do you really want to let the world recalibrate your emotions to a point where you're tearing ass in ways that you're not even aware of? Because I don't, I don't see a way that that keeps going great for three hundred million people.
0: No, no, and <clears throat> I, I never wanted to be the guy that I mean, when I was twenty-five and saw thirty-five-year-old guys hanging around the the rock scene, yeah, I was always like, oh, you guys, really, you poor guys, thirty-five in Tampa.
1: There was this one skinhead and i think his name was like mike kill or something and yeah. he um, but he was he was really pushing 40 i mean he <laughs> was probably if, when he when he wasn't drinking natty lights he was probably paying child support and we're always just like oh why is mike kill mm-hmm. here again i like, but kill. but it's revered he's a revered member of the the community because yeah. like he's an old, he like he was around when they invented red suspenders and yeah. that kind of thing but like no i, I agree with you but so, so how do you feel now now that you're well, but, now that you're
0: mike kill i mean that was the problem right when i was 35 we all felt like we were the actual heart and center of the indie rock scene. And we kind of were, because it oh. was a weird anomaly, yeah. right? I mean, everybody in indie pop was 10 years older than our audience, which I guess is normal. Yeah. But now I'm, uh, you know, at 52, I'm definitely not hanging out at, at the rock clubs with, like, blue – and, and, no, you know, no no shade to John Vanderslice. But, like, yeah. I, that's not that's not my job in the world. But I also – I also, and I think maybe it's partly that I'm I'm starting to be very aware of the fact that it is precisely at middle age that, and precisely then that if you decide, well, there's no good new music and there's no good new blah and there's no good new blah that you just I mean e- even if it isn't a, a politically fraught culture, even if you're even if you're just like, well, you know I'll leave that to the to the kids or whatever, and just, just hunker down. I mean, oh, then you what, make
1: how, this gesture where you hold your hands up and you go, eh, kind eh. of like that. I mean, how eh.
0: far away is that from, from moving to one of those planned communities in Florida and driving around in a golf oh, car? Oh, now day? you're, and, now you're living at celebration and they get to know, tell you just,
1: what color your mailbox can be. What color is your <laughs> mailbox?
0: Remember that book about employment? <laughs> it's just, uh, it's just, you're just in your wife's. Ten them, penny nails.
1: Not. I think not.
0: <laughs> so that's not what
1: I ever wanted.
0: No. Um, and, but what, and, and, and I, didn't, I definitely didn't want to be somebody that was like, you know what? I'm just going to take responsibility for this one community garden and, and that's going to be the way that I give back. I mean, that wasn't my – that was never my aspiration for myself either. And so, you know, I walk around my ravine in my smoking jacket, swinging my, <laughs> my now, you know, long unused sword <laughs> – and it's really myself, more ornamental, like you're a battalion yeah. leader. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's clear I'm not going to run for office. It's clear that I'm not going to, you know, I'm not probably going to get a byline in the local alternative paper because there is no local alternative paper. I'm not online anymore, swinging my flaming sword. Mm-hmm. And what is and and ultimately, like any conversation I would get into online, I'm all I'm pre frustrated. Like I'm I I already know what. The, what all the terms are and it's just down to uh, digging trenches again. But yeah. like, what are you going to do? You like, are you about your favorite backstreet boy? I mean, no. it's yeah. But also I'm not ready to just get really involved in the PTA. I'm, you know, I, I'm not ready to close it all down. Mm-hmm. Right. And just, and just be somebody that's like really worried about who has paid their dues at the local swim club. And, you know, and I, I don't want a little fiefdom. Um, I mean, thank God for podcasts, Merlin. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, huh. if for no other reason than that, that, I've said this so many times to my family and my co hosts is like, I mean, rec- I started recording music again. I do podcasts. I um, do, yeah, not just record podcasts, I like making a man eating them. I listen to them, but also increasingly fewer of the uh, political culture podcasts, but also the just the time away where I can't see. I'm not, I'm really not, it wouldn't be responsible for me to catch up on the shit show while I'm talking to somebody. But I got, I got, I got a, a, a new bass, a cheap bass, and nothing made me happier than plugging this thing in. Oh, I got the amplitude package with all the Brian. The, oh dude. I got, the, I got the amplitude package for garage band. So I got, I got Brian May sounds like a Kirk Hammett sounds. I got a lot of good sounds and me just fucking fiddling with this, uh, uh, Squire, you know, bass. Yeah. It's made me so happy because not only am I and the thing is I'm making it for me. I'm not making it for you. Yeah. You being the listener, which is like the video series I've just restarted, like all this stuff, like I'm not doing this. I mean, I f if you like it, it would make me very happy. But like I my last goal of this is to sit there and have this sort of keening, like, let's watch the site meter and see how popular this thing is. It's more like this is whatever I'm doing is what I'm doing. Whatever's in my life is in my life, as we like to say. And I, maybe, uh, sure, you could sure look at that. Like, why aren't you online getting madder about your trench? And I just, I don't think it's wholesome. It, it just, it doesn't feel good. So, so, but you don't want to be Mike Kill. What's your path forward, John? What are you, what, what are you even going to do?
0: Merlin, for the last two days, I've been sitting here with my finger poised over the, the send button. Because I, I was talking to Dan last mm-hmm. week and I told the story about, uh, writing 13 songs with, uh, with Ben and Eric and I, and I, I could have sworn that we, you and I talked about it, but, but people wrote and said that I, that I hadn't, but you know, we, we did that thing where it was right when Millennium Girlfriend was breaking up, uh, no, Eric, uh, Eric from the band Cataldo and Gibbard and okay. I went one day and we decided we were going to, this was Ben's idea, we were going to write 20 songs in a day. Each of us. Oh man. Wow. Oh my goodness. Not together. And then we were gonna get together the next day and play all twenty songs that we wrote. And what it boiled down to was we were gonna write we were gonna write write and record a song every half hour for an entire day. Everything is catching on fire. <laughs> but, but we we couldn't bring. Anything you could do your own fingertips. It. It'd be really yeah, fun. Yeah, that's right, fingertips. <laughs> <Well>, we <laughs> please we pass it. the milk. Please, and we each wrote thirteen songs in that. day. Oh my god! Whoa! And I have never that changes those the way songs. you
1: think about that process so much, especially it's for crazy. you, right?
0: It's crazy, right? I hadn't. I felt like I hadn't written a song in years. It turned out when I looked back at it, I had written. Um, both "Let's Make America Great Again" and also uh, that song for Amy Mann, and I'd written a handful of songs in the five years prior, but in this day I wrote thirteen songs, and I and I talked to Dan about it. And He was like, "I've never heard of that," and apparently I, it's one of those things where it happened. It's like it's like the it's like the possum in the walls. It happened to me, and you and I were talking every week, and I just didn't mention it. And now it's been it's four years later, and I still have never told anybody about it. Well, tell us about it. Well, so, well, no, but for the last two days, my finger has been hovering over the button to send two of the demos from that day written and recorded in a half an hour and put them up on my Patreon. Like, and I'm so scared to do it. And the, the thing about it is the only reason I would is that it's right there in the title. Like I wrote mm-hmm. and recorded these in a half an hour. From zero, there, I, you know, like there was nothing, and then there was these. And so, however much ego I have wrapped up in songs, and how smart I am, and how good I am, and how blah 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 songs, like, songs, you write and then record, and yeah. then
1: you've got a different version for this acoustic live lineup, like, and you exactly. like you turn it over and over, and it becomes this living thing, uh, theoretically. But is it really living or are you doing a weekend
0: at Bernie's with your song? And these things are like, it's hard even to claim ownership over them, right? This is, we got into that mode where it's like, we're just bringing songs down out of the sky. You start to play with your hand and and the hands are playing automatically and your voice is going blah, 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 blah until words come out and then it's recorded. It's one half hour. You barely have time to, you know, there's no time to get up and get a cup of coffee. Yeah. Because you're done with it and then you move on to the next one. Yeah, mock so, Shao, mock Shao. You gotta you gotta keep getting to the next thing. By six by song seven, you're 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 automatic writing, basically.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so the only reason wow. that I would feel comfortable about it is that I could that I could say like these songs are complete there's absolutely n- these are I'm only showing you these because of how amazing this process was and look what happened mm-hmm. but well, I you're can't. really you're really dropping
1: that barrier that most of us have about what, what not only what we'd share but what like what we feel qualified to do and then put in public which right. keeps so many of us thinking like manana manana I'll, I'll do the good thing instead of doing the thing five of the things that i could do right now
0: and the wonderful thing about like the Patreon's a walled garden, right? The whole reason it, 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 it's there is that those are the people that care. Like those are the ones that aren't going to, that aren't going to put this on Buzzfeed and laugh at it. They're the they're yeah. my friends, you know. But of course, there's going to be people that are like, hmm, it would have been better if you had, or oh, I'm not so it's sure. It's always somebody about who it. wants the drums louder. But you know that, but and it's always Josh Rosenfeld. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: If but Christopher re- could remember what instrument he played, he'd probably
0: say bass. He, he's he's gone from the world. But okay, he, but I have, but I haven't done it. And what your you hover, your fingers literally hovering over hovering. the button. What stops and what you, you were saying? What you were saying about like yeah. I got this bass and I got this program that's making thump 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 sounds, and this is where I'm going to put my energy and my my. This is where the future is, in a way, in a small way. Like I keep coming back to that, like. What do I do? What am I here to do? That, and it's, it. Hmm. it my music was never political. You're not really it's, protecting. I mean, we. It's.
1: You know, if if you got an injury, if you if somebody wouldn't cut your sandwich right at the store, you maybe don't want to go to the store. But in that same way that we protect all of our little injuries and keloids in life, like, right, isn't there this part of us that's like, well, you know, I, I need to get to where I feel like I can tolerate how the world feels about this thing rather than saying, like, what if it all just mattered less to me what the world thought of this or that that I'm somehow propping up this image of myself that only I ever had?
0: And going, going back to this, because this happened four years ago, um, you know, I wrote these 13 songs and, and Millennium Girlfriend left me like two days later. Huh. Um, and a lot of the songs are about that. You know, I, I, <laughs> I, could, I, can, I could see the future. Where's my costly bag? <laughs> but but my, I, I never wrote songs about what was going on in the world i wrote songs about why ideas uh, (laughs) yeah why the hell was millennium girlfriend leaving (laughs) and and the and the idea what's so amazing about this is like i don't need to be reading people's blogs to write songs i wrote i wrote these 13 songs because they fell from the sky and Mm, and your your defenses your defenses were down and you got pelted with songs and we all every songwriter ultimately has to acknowledge that like they fall from the sky and maybe that maybe just talking to you right now i'm realizing oh that's why like that's what to do there are no trenches there or there can be and i've dug them but like that's you can always you can always choose to put the shovel down you put the shovel down you fill in the trench that you dug or at
1: at least dig the trench that you want you know, rather than feeling like the, the one I'm, I'm really belaboring this, but I, I totally agree. And like, I, it sounds like I'm, you know, being jerky or something, but like, I, I, I was thinking like, Oh God, you know, I could see somebody looking at this and going like, what are you doing? Like, why don't you just go write that song and finish it? And mm-hmm. like the thing I would tell myself if I wanted to defend that point of view is like, I mean, in a minute I'm gonna send you this uh, thing I, I did making all uh, Brian May sounds, but mm-hmm. like, you know, I mean, there's a part of me, like I, I can't tell you why. You know, moments snap together like magnets. I'm doing it because I really like playing guitar. I like fiddling with equipment. I enjoy projects. And I feel like, now I'm going to get real corny about this, but I feel like if you think about the whole idea of play, and a lot has been written about this. This guy, Stuart Brown, has written a lot of interesting stuff about play. But this idea that like, when you're a little kid, like, you're not making you're not making um, a house out of blocks or a castle out of blocks because you want to get into a good school. I mean, I don't want to put too fine a point on it, but like, I think what you're doing is you like doing shit with blocks. Why am I doing it? Cause blocks are fun. And like, I, I, I think blocks are fun and like, yeah, yeah I mean, I can come up with a lot of reasons uh, like, you know, post hoc, I could go like, oh, well, you know, actually I I really am just kind of learning the equipment again. I really am just learning how to stay in tune again. I really am learning do I want the light gray Jim Dunlop, the medium gray, or the black Jim Dunlop? Like which one? But like, I don't, I don't, why do I feel the need to have to explain that if I enjoy doing it and then if I go out and share it, even if it's something that's n- neither fish nor fowl nor song, that might be something somebody else likes. But I got—I'm going to push this thing out and get to the next, you know, loaf of French bread I need to make because because I like bread, I like blocks, yeah. I like yeah. bass. It's fun. Yeah. It's all—it's all just fun. And we are the ones who grind ourselves into believing that everything has to have some practical economic component to it or brand
0: yeah. building component. Yeah, 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 yeah. You should do it, yeah. man. Hover no more. <clears throat> I'm going to put those. I'm going to put two songs up. And I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do it as an act against um, my own ego. I'm going to do it as a as an act of freedom. I'm saying this out loud because yes, no, I'm you're, terrified you're... to post some mm-hmm. to post anything. You know, like because it feels so out of control. Yeah, but I'm going to do it, and it's going to be it's going to be a step. I'm going to take a step. It's
1: like Bing Rame says to. Uh, to the guy from Moonlighting, you know that that feeling you feel, you know that's that's your pride.
0: Your pride's hurting. My pride is hurting. Not yeah. you, but one. No, but but my pride is hurting in advance. Yeah, I can and already I, and... feel exactly right. <laughs> I hate to get
1: all Dan and get all Buddhist on you, but yeah, we're anticipating a blow that doesn't need to come. And if it, what if it did come and we didn't care quite as much?
0: I need because to We start... we d- dug the trench that we want. It just happens to have a four track in it. I'm the, I am the person who has a f- card table in his front yard and a sign that says, yard sale today, three to six. <laughs> and I need to start putting these songs and uh-huh. a lot of songs. It looks like it's about making money, but it's really about it's getting not. rid of old stuff. <laughs> it's right. It's that, you know, all these things are going to be marked $1 uh-huh. and, uh, and, you know, O-B-O. O- B- One dollar OBO. Yeah, best
1: offer. And then somebody comes by and goes, oh, oh, and yet you participate in commerce. Interesting.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to do it.